Hello everybody and welcome back to Discern Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again for today's episode I'm joined by my co-host Mike. Hello Mike. You're right Ant, how's it going? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Um, so today what we're going to talk about is perhaps what I think is one of the most interesting aspects of the whole uh, Corona or Rona event as I call it and that is um, the whole aspect of the power of social conformity and um, the psychological aspect around why yeah why basically why so many people are um, conforming to all, all the rules and all the measures Mike. Yeah, it's quite interesting to see that a lot of these um, rules and regulations that have been implemented are actually having the knock-on effect of being worse for the public on yeah on mass. Sure. Um, so you know, people are following along the rules because they're the rules, but it's bad for them. So yeah, exactly. that's why we wanted to cover. You know, why are people following these rules? That are yeah, it's almost counterintuitive in a way. So perhaps um, a lot of you guys, like Mike and myself, since March have looked out into the world in the really befuddled, uh, confused expressions on our faces as the masses stand on bits of tape, stand on red, green, yellow polka dot circles, follow <laughs> one-way systems, wear masks whilst driving, uh, follow, rule of, follow the rule of six, respect social distancing, and yet, as we all know, there's no real medical evidence to say that any of these measures are effective, it's all completely absurd. Um, as I've called it now, it's COVID, um, COVID, I should say, clown world, where <laughs> everything uh, um, is upside down, um, really basically. Is. Yeah, and um, some stats that, I, um, that came to light today is that apparently COVID is, in the UK at least, I think it might be internationally, I'm not sure, Mike, but anyway... I'll share these with our listeners. It's the 24th most deadly condition or illness in the world. And as we know, I think the survival rate is, is it around about 99.67? Something along those lines, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what annoys me the most is when you watch Sky or BBC News and they'll say, you know, 56 people died yesterday of COVID. They don't say, well, this is how many people died of heart attack or an aneurysm or bronchitis or you know, or, or whatever it might be, to put it in context. But notice how they always say died with COVID. They yeah, never yeah. actually die, say die from COVID, yeah. um, because as we know, they've been fudging the figures for a long time now to make it look worse than it really is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what exactly is the psychology behind it all? I mean, what is going on? Why are people following all these um, ridiculous rules? So what we're going to start off with, Mike, is just... Uh, basically a bit of a historical aspect for our listeners and that is in terms of the nature of rules yeah because we often find that we're so indoctrinated from an early age to just follow the rules and everyone else has to follow the rules and i you're not special you don't get to break the rules <laughs> yeah. and whenever people see other people breaking the rules they're like you know oh look he's breaking the rules what gives you the right to do yeah that? basically more of a case that hey i don't get to break the rules so you don't get to break them yeah um, and that's so indentured into the human psyche that we generally just follow rules, even if it's bad or wrong. Mm, yeah, and um, the interesting thing is that in terms of the historical aspect of um, rules and things that were once, I should say, things that were once considered normal, of course, were slavery, Mike. Dueling was once um, uh, regarded oh, as Oh, I wish dueling could come back. Yeah, that would yeah. be so much fun. A bit of dueling on the weekend. Uh, and, you know, hideous things like child labour, of course, 
you had debtors' prisons, didn't you, up until the early part of the 20th century? Well, and they may come back. <laughs> they may come back. Yeah, may. Yeah, I know. It's terrible, isn't it? And things like marital marital rape, uh, drinking and driving was once fine. And... I mean, going back to the whole uh, marital rape situation, the phrase rule of thumb literally comes from the fact that you used to be able to beat your wife with a That's stick right. no thicker than your thumb. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we had um, smoking. I mean, once upon a time in the 50s and 60s, up until uh, the truth about the harmful effects of smoking became more uh, public, Mike, uh, around about the 70s, most people smoked. Like, you know, everyone wore a hat back in the day. So as we know that... Just because the fact that something is considered um, legal doesn't mean that they're acceptable. And another prime example that I would like to bring up here is um, Nazi Germany. Mm. Everyone was just following the system, following the rules. And where did it lead? Well, yeah, to tyranny. And of course, um, uh, it's come to light um, that actually one of the things that the Nazis did was they introduced a ban on smoking, which is an interesting thing. So... Yeah, it's important to realise with the nature of rules that um, just because something is made the law, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that it's something that's acceptable or is something that people should be following. So in years to come, Mike, do you think that when history or historians, hopefully enlightened historians, yeah. <laughs> hyperdimensional historians... Not look the whitewashing ones. No, no, exactly. Look upon this period of human history... <laughs> You know, they're going to go, oh, my God, I can't believe that people were wearing masks. Well, I don't think it's just the masks that are going on. It's like the lockdowns to destroy businesses, you know, literally the taking apart, the destruction of everything we, we hold dear to our lives, basically. Mm. Um, and the thing that worries me the most is the psychological impact that all this is having on um, the younger generation. Mm. Like socially distancing school school mm. children is horrendous. Yeah, and when you when you're out and about... And you see, uh, say, parents when they're out their children shopping and they might be wearing the mask and then they're communicating to their young children who might be, you know, toddlers, uh, preschool age. They're still in a very important uh, stage of their kind of development. That's going to stunt their development. How can they read their parents' face? Yeah. All they can see is the eyes. Yeah, because facial... And that's another thing about wearing the masks is you can't see the expressions of other people, so mm. you're less able to interact with them in a social manner. Mm. Yeah, so we'll move on now, Mike, to one of the first main aspects of the psycho psychology behind social conformity and why it seems that so many people are going along with this clown world, should we say, <laughs> that we're now living in. And on a very simple level, What's happened with uh, the mask wearing across the world, you know, from Russia to India to the States, Canada, Australia, the UK, mainland Europe, is that it's just become the wearing of the mask has become just a new habit or a new behaviour pattern. So, you know, before you go to work or you go out socially, if you can, not breaching the rule of six, of course. Um, unless you're shooting. Unless you're shooting, yeah. Where are my car keys? mobile oh mask yep yeah, so i'm good to go it's just it's, you know and as we know the psychology behind how easily new new habit forms before new pattern new patterns of behavior become habitual i should say it's quite quick isn't it yeah it's roughly about a month isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah 28 days of doing the same thing so it literally and a lot of people 
um, are busy, they've got their routines, they just literally, they don't think about it, it's literally just a habit. And it's not only that, they um, slyly brought the masks in, because originally it was just advisable. It was advisory, wasn't it? Then it's, um, or oh, you've got our advisory to wear them in more situations, but the way sure. they say advisory, it's almost like it was all the rules already, Yeah. and then they're, they're like, now it's compulsory. Well, the end of July it became compulsory in all shops, but slowly but surely... Now it's in a lot of um, social places and it's on all public transport as well. So as we knew, as we know, as David Icke calls it, the that kind of cliche, the totalitarian tiptoe. God, God, I can't get my words out, but it's steady as you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the most interesting thing I find that a lot of people say to me is that um, they actually don't mind wearing their masks. They yeah. forget that it's even on. Uh, yeah, sure. And that's why you see a lot of people, or a lot of people do drive around with their masks on in the car. I cause... still can't get over that one. <laughs> yeah. still laugh Especially if they're by themselves. Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> so, you, yeah, with this way in which it's, uh, all of you guys have probably seen it, this idea of a habitual pattern of behaviour is people, when you go to towns or villages or cities or wherever you're living, you'll see people with the mask perched on their chin because they've obviously just been into the shop. Yeah. And then they pull it down. And just to add to this idea of, Mike, how people don't think about things on a deep level and it's just become a behaviour pattern, um, generally the whole idea is uh, it comes down to that simple uh, kind of psychological aspect of monkey see, monkey do. Well, if lots of people are doing it, I don't want to be the one that's outside the crowd. Exactly. Everyone wants to be in the in group, and so they just follow what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Not only that, um, the hassle you have to deal with if people start pointing you out, like, oh, they're not wearing a mask. Exactly. The whole social shaming, which we'll go on to talk about more in a, in a while. The other thing is, of course, most people, because I think predominantly the way in which people have been educated, I'd say even to university level here in the UK for the last 20 years, they're not taught. We're not taught about the power of symbolism. We're not taught about the point of principle. Do you know what I mean? So people might be intelligent in a particular area, but that doesn't mean they're wise, or that doesn't mean they understand the importance of being muzzled with a, a face burker or a face nappy. I was going to say, it's an interesting to know um, with these things. You like the, the, not trying to say the stupid people, but basically the dumber people are just like, well, I don't know what to do, so I'll just like, follow along what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Um, the people who can actually rationalise better and go, well, actually wearing masks makes a logical sense, so I'm going to wear the mask. Mm -hmm. And then you've really got to do the research further, and it's not always an intelligence thing, it's just the amount of research that you've done sure. will then lead you to go, well, actually... The masks are not only not that helpful for this situation in time, but they actually have um, other knock-on side effect consequences that can lead to other illnesses. Uh, no doubt, as we'll see in the spike in flu cases, which will be labelled as COVID. And the amount of people that I've seen with um, real bad sores around their yeah, mouth from sure. constant mask wearing. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you know, Mike, in the past I've suffered from quite chronic eczema, a lot on my face, so the last thing I'm, I'm fine at the moment, but the last thing I need is to be putting a material, a nappy, yeah. across my face. But the fact is, the reason why a lot of people are following along is because the government has said it. Yeah. The news media has scared everyone into wearing these masks. Sure. And then everyone just does it because they haven't been given the knowledge of the side effects of it. Yeah, exactly. Which all, we're only finding out through experience right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is going to be, uh, people are going to find out the hard way. I mean, I don't say that with any kind of glee or triumph, but unfortunately, sometimes we are, as human beings, taught a lesson in quite a hard way. 
and yes. I feel that that's true experience always yeah and I feel that that's where Covid is like this um, yeah it, that's the kind of a, the, the, the dualistic thing isn't it on the one hand a lot of people are suffering but at the one hand there might be growth and transformation through that suffering yeah well they often say that the, the best thing to help a plant grow is to go through the shit <laughs> yeah yeah and to, 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 to trim its um, yeah leaves and such like I just want to bring attention Mike to our listeners another aspect of the idea of social shaming and it's I think it's part an innate part of our animal nature uh, to feel part of the pack or tribe because if we're not part of the pack or the tribe uh, to the ego at least it equates it to that isolation as death so I think that's why again on an unconscious level a lot of people are just going along to get along wear the mask conforming because it's like well it's just too painful to think about excluding myself from the pack yeah, because at the end of the day, even though the um, government and the media are the ones that are telling you to wear a mask all the time, it's not their opinion you care about. Yeah. It's, you know, oh, what will Karen say about this? What will so-and-so from down the shop say about sure, this? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to offend. And we've already had, haven't we? Um, we had instances here in the UK for a couple of months. We had the Thursday evening clapping ritual, as I, as I called it, <laughs> uh, which was to supposedly honour care workers and NHS workers. And you had people... In some instances, uh, there there was uh, on Facebook of social shaming those that weren't going out to clap where their neighbours would, you know, report them to the police or something or shame them. Oh, that's a very interesting point, though. Talk about the snitch squad going the around. snitch squad, yeah. I mean, they're not only... Point... Sometimes it's not even people that are employed to do this. Sometimes it's people that just have that gumption to, like, you're not wearing your mask properly. Sure, yeah. Oh, and of course now we've got armies of... I haven't seen any yet but uh, armies of um, kind of COVID marshals. Yeah. So, and a lot of those will be very, I mean, they might be well-intentioned people, but I think on a very simplistic level, a lot of it whereby they're just kind of, um, what's the word, projecting their own pain yeah. uh, outside of themselves. And um, that's what happens in a lot of instances where people, yeah, we need a legal structure. Of course we do, to live in a civilised world. We need rules, but these people just take it to a whole new level. Yeah, um, very anally retentive in that respect. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just want to move on from this idea of um, social shaming now, Mike. And I just want to look at something we touched upon briefly, and that is whereby for a lot of people, the reason why they are following along with the COVID scam and all the ridiculous measures that make no sense, that wouldn't prevent the spread of a, a, a deadly pandemic, even if it was as real as they're saying it is, as we all know it isn't as, as deadly as they're saying it is, Mike, of course. A lot of people, and I think you alluded to this a few minutes ago, they lack confidence to just sit down, rationally think about what is happening, look at alternative information, right, and go, no, I'm, I'm not buying this, I don't, I don't get it. And it just comes down to lack of confidence and they do need that reassurance because, as we were talking about in preparation for this episode, a lot of people, they've got their mainstream information and it's, well, if I'm not using that, then it's all David Icke, Alex Jones. It's all that conspiracy stuff. Oh, I'm not going to look at that. That's all crazy stuff. And these people, they might not, they might be quite intelligent people. And for all of us and a lot of our listeners, Mike, we routinely go to these alternative sites. So when a big event kicks off like COVID, it's like, Oh, yeah, he's saying that, she's saying that. Yeah. That chimes with what I think, yeah, more than likely, this is what's going on. But most people, they don't know how to access 
alternative sources of information through lack of confidence. Well, I wouldn't say it's just through lack of confidence. No, no, no. Um, the lack of confidence thing almost comes down to um, experts know best. Yeah, sure. You know, well, I don't know everything, so I'm not sure about this. So, yeah, I'll just follow what the expert said. Yeah. It just so happens to be that the expert is paid, brought and paid for by the government to, say, big what, to say what they want them to say. Yeah, sure. um, so it's interesting to see how um, all these... Um, scientists that are gathering together to say no we should not do this this is not helping us is completely being shut out of the mainstream media well there's literally thousands aren't 14, they 14,000 yeah. scientists have collectively signed this thing to say all the measures that the government's introducing are not going to help will not work sure. and are actually making the situation worse exactly. and yet they're not going they're not, they're not being... getting any publicity are they because no. the trouble is if um the general public got wind of that, and that was seen, you know, on Sky or BBC News headlines here in the UK. That's the game changer because they can't. The mainstream media can't point at them and go, "Covid deniers, Covid deniers." No, we're not denying anything. We're just saying yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, um, and that's why you've kind of like that German doctor who was um, oh, arrested. Arrested. To, uh, sorry, he couldn't speak. That was at the London march, yeah. wasn't it? Recently. Yeah. So you're getting these scientists not getting their point across because they're not getting the chance to, and then the fact that you got that a lot of um, information these days is going through. Um, the kind of like media apps yeah and then you see like facebook is banning this sort of stuff twitter yeah. is banning this sort of stuff yeah, so they're sure. actually censoring off the internet the very information that people need to access so yeah actually that option that's a very good point mike that option is actually um being removed yeah so considering the fact that a lot of people don't know how to find this stuff in the first place now it's harder to find sure yeah i mean it all builds up to it's just easier to follow the rules and when yeah, they hear sure. someone spouting any different that's when um they just like no no that's ridiculous it's all conspiracy sure. yeah yeah and i think that i mean on a very simple level though the more they censor the more it gives credence to, to the so-called alternative view, which obviously is the common sense view. Yeah, um, but in a way that the psychology of what the government's been doing after the last six to eight months, yeah. it is actually um, letting everyone down the, the yellow brick road to do whatever they want to with this sure. situation. I mean, like puppets. Yeah, because they've literally been bellowing fear through the TV. People are traumatised, literally yeah. traumatised. And they found out... because. You know what, there's psychological experts out there that know exactly how to press buttons to get the effect they want well, out you, of the they cause They deliberately cause the trauma and anxiety because then it, is, it cause it's, is it a phrase of um, alters in the brain? Not quite with this. This right. is just getting you to a point of accepting any solution they give you. Right. So if they come along and say, no oh, we're, doing, stupid it yeah, we're doing this now, we go, yes, please exactly. save me. Yeah. It's a plan, let's do it. Yeah. It won't work though, but we're doing this anyway. Yeah, it equates to that uh, rather crude meme that's going around of the fact that um, the government and the health authorities, they are urinating on the backs of the population and then they're blaming us for of the fact it's raining. Kind of, it's 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 that kind of scenario, isn't it? Yeah, so there's psychological experts that know exactly how to manipulate and control the populace to get them to do whatever they want sure. so all they're doing is reading off the playbook of like right we've got to do this now we've got to do this now and then we can do this and then when we implement this they'll totally accept it yeah. but if they didn't do those intermediary stages yeah they wouldn't get that plan off. well because people go hold on a minute what's happening here yeah kind of thing, but if they keep on that fear keep up you know that um concern in the people of the populace yeah sure they'll all follow suit yeah um, so just moving on uh, now, Mike, and just to look at why, why is it 
that most people don't want to think for themselves. And by extension, they have very little capacity for critical thinking. They look, as we've spoken about briefly before, they will look at external authority figures, you know, like the head of the World Health Organization, uh, the chief medical officer um, in the UK or um, wherever it might be. And the thing about COVID, it, it perfectly fits this model because as it uh, the government is said to be following the science and that, you know, and that and so it rolls on. But why is it? Um, so it's interesting that now more than ever, we can see within the majority of people within society, their reality, Mike, is being set by external forces. So they have literally no control over how they can interpret these events. So they're just, you know, it is a bit like, uh, I think I said this to you a few months ago, actually. It is a bit like the Matrix now. It's literally, um, you can just see it. It's almost like you go out your door and it's like, oh my God, it's like the red, you know, the woman in the red skirt moment. It, it, it's, it's like, it's the Matrix. It's so ridiculous. You cannot accept what's in front of your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people are just, the reason I would say, going back to the whole critical thinking aspect of it, yeah. and the reason I don't think many people have that ability is because capacity, yeah. it's the way we're brought up the school system. Right. Considering that, I remember when I went to college, there was actually a whole subject of just critical thinking. Yeah, sure. Honestly, it should be um, something that's inbuilt into everyone as sure. you go through school we naturally. Should be, we should be probably taught Socratic critical thinking well that's what you study when you go yeah, through yeah. this thing but the problem is it's literally something you don't study unless you want to study it and mm. most people don't because it's seen as a fluffy duffy subject mm. um so critical thinking just doesn't exist in the mindsets of most people mm. you know the idea to weigh up um information non-emotionally and rationally mm. is just um you know an i a weird concept to them well it's also um this idea of being an autodidact which is a a very long-winded phrase for someone who's a self-directed learner then you get the phrase societal's rebuttal to that is oh you're just a generalist you're just someone you know you know you 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 have to specialize to get you know and get all your official bits of paper to know about a subject no you don't you just read analyze and draw your own conclusions and again that's like the meaning of um, you know the world the meaning of the word uh, gnosis self-knowledge to know yeah. thyself which we bang on and on about on discerning consciousness because it relates to the whole covid um, exercise definitely um, that's one of the most important things that we should be doing at the moment knowing yeah. thyself because yeah. with all these disruptions um, it's a great opportunity to um, you know get yourself out of any ruts you're being in because mm. the whole distraction to your lives if it's working at home now or having that lockdown period off mm. they were all meant to kind of like right let's shut you up of your old habits and uh, shake you out yeah try and get you some better ones in there. yeah that's where there's like a divine element to this whole covid plan something else that springs to mind about the whole covid event which i'm calling it now that's that's the official name on giving COVID nineteen eighty four. COVID nineteen eighty four. It's funny you should say that because this relates to uh, George Orwell's nineteen eighty four. Is like, if you remember, guys, those of you that have read the book or seen the film, the great demon is Emmanuel Goldstein. So they have that section, don't they, where they have the height, the hate, and they, he's on the screen and they. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing with the the Rona. Hate, hate, hate Corona. 
You know, no, it's the big demon. They don't even say they hate the corona. It's hate the people that aren't following. Oh, along. the super spreaders. Yeah. yeah, you're not wearing your mask. Put your mask on. Yeah, but that is again you know, just a little example of the power of the media, as in 1984, and the government to tell people, you know, to 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 direct them if they're not able to think for themselves. I think another important thing is in terms of lack of critical thinking. Mike, as you alluded to, in terms of the education system, it's all set up to be a master slave cylinder. Cylinder. That's <laughs> in a car. A master slave system. Get it right, Ant. My God. I've been on the wacky backy. No, not today. But, um, yeah. So, you know, you go all through system and then on to college and union. You've got the professor, the lecturer, and they know, and then they impart the knowledge on you, and then you regurgitate it back in a lecture or a thesis. And it's like where's the empowerment in that process exactly that's just another way of teaching us to be subservient to the rules yeah follow yeah. the rules don't uh, if you don't obey right you're out yeah exactly. you know you're in trouble now and by extension mike the whole idea of independent thought or reasoning is scary to a lot of people because they don't have the concept so lies are extremely seductive and as old adolf hitler said people tend to the bigger the lie the more they're likely they are to believe it so truth becomes quite unsettling because it makes us question everything about life. So one of the main things uh, about why people are still believing and following the lies around the corona event, Mike, is because if they were to pull apart, and I believe you could get like a 10-year-old child and sit them down and use all the mainstream sources of information and go hell this is this is a joke isn't it you know i mean it's that much of an obvious it's like uh, not, scam it's like the neva vendetta moment when a little kid goes yeah bollocks. this is bollocks looks <laughs> at the screen but the important point to make is though predominantly obviously for adults that's who we're conversing with here is once people knock on that door and if they were to realize the lies around covid and the fact that the measures are principally about control, control, control. What else has the government lied to me about? What else has the uh, health authorities lied to me about? And then the whole, the whole tower, the tower comes crashing down. Yeah, and it, and, and like... I've been in that where, you know, everything you once thought was real is just a chimera. And people don't want to go there. And that's all, I just finished on the point. And I, and sorry, I will bring you in. It's, it's, it's important to say it takes a lot of guts to go down that it path. It definitely hole. can do. I mean, to be honest, I would, I would put this in a context of when we're growing up, we, we think our parents are the best thing ever. They looked us or us all our lives. Yep. We follow along the rules. And then you get to a certain age that you start realize that no, they're not amazing superstars. They're no. just, Come down every time everyday people make mistakes don't know exactly the best thing all the time yeah. and that's um a point of maturity that you get yeah. um and there's a few of them that happen over your life sure. but it's a natural point of progression yeah. or maturity but if we yeah. if we expand that now to the group consciousness yeah level um i think we're going through a period of that right Collecting. now yeah, yeah, because sure. we're starting to realize that oh the government isn't infallible it sure. is you know failing it, yeah. it doesn't know what's best and actually if anything it's trying to crash this plane faster than anything yeah sure 
Um, and then when we start to realising that, it is going to be a um, one of those moments of maturity. And a lot of people are going to rebel, get upset. Enforced or, maturity. Yeah, or kind of like turn the other way and go down the cognitive dissonance route. Yeah, sure. Which, you know, I think a lot of people still are in that cognitive dissonance where they're like, okay, and this is all rubbish, but I'm still going to follow along. So cognitive by cognitive dissonance, you mean holding two conflicting viewpoints at the same time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing, interesting thing, I, I, I keep using that word, interesting all the time, I must increase my vernacular, is that there are, I've noticed a lot of types of people who are now stuck in this, the government don't know what they're doing, they can't even recruit, you know, uh, legitimate health advisors, and they're stuck and spinning in their wheels of, well, the government isn't necessarily lying, or they're not necessarily being deceptive, but they just don't know what they're doing. They're confused. They're idiots. So we just need to vote in a, a new set of people who might know what they're doing. Have you noticed that? I think that that's another trap that a lot of people will make. Well, sorry, will stay in rather than go, no, it's all deliberate. Well, to be fair, that's been a trap that's been going around for hundreds of years yeah, now with the two party system. Yeah, but con. hopefully we should start realising that um, <clears throat> no matter what person is driving the car, yeah. the thing's actually falling apart. Yeah, the, the, I mean, literally, like the wheels are falling off right now, aren't they? Oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully um, listening to this explanation, um, all of you guys and girls out there, um, you know, hopefully this understanding of some aspects of the psychological, uh, social conformity and why, why it's happening, it might lessen your anger because it can be kind of frustrating, Mike, when you go out and you see everyone, you know, dancing on squares, waiting on, uh, you know, hazard marks on the floor. I mean, I deliberately, what I do is I've never stood on a spot, right, social distancing spot. I normally well, stand... Why do you think spots are going to steal your soul? Yeah, yeah, they're going to drain my, my life force. I normally, I will always stand forward of it to the left or right and I get the most weirdest looks, <laughs> especially now because I'm not wearing the mask and people are just, you know, I can just see their eyes, you know, it's, it's a very sinister thing. Kind of. I always get that thing of walking, about to walk into a shop, suddenly go, oh crap, um you know, the masks thing, go, oh, is anyone going to pull me up on it? Yeah. And then just go into the shop anyway, and I hope to God no one does. Yeah. So far, I've been quite lucky. Yeah, I always, respect. as I walk into a shop, I just steal myself and go, oh, hopefully, and just going positive. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if someone did face me off, I would, I would try and explain. I wouldn't be aggressive. Anyway, I think we'll round things up here, Mike. And I just want to share this with our listeners in conclusion, is to say that, we are at an important point in history now and it is important to not necessarily go out in the streets and riot of course we wouldn't advocate that but to make a stand when you can mike Definitely. and also you know when you make that stand whether it's you know just not standing on the social distancing spot on the floor or whether it's just um, not wearing a mask like we we're talking about stand in your empowerment and realize it does take um, guts and courage to do that when, yeah. you know, 90 odd percent of other people are following uh, the programme, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what I would advocate is the whole subverting of the rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and like what you're saying, just sitting, standing to the side or wearing a mask if you have to that says kind of like COVID's a lie or something yeah, like this. Sure, yeah. Anything you can do to just uh, mix it up a bit. Yeah, sure. And the other thing to say is, uh, I don't mean to say this in a patronising way because all of you guys are well aware, but it's definitely, Mike, isn't a time to to play small. It is about stepping into our selfhood and going, selfhood and going, 
actually, maybe we've all been waiting for this moment of transformation in, in society, in ourselves. It's like, ah, all of that study I've done for all of those years, be it conspiracy, be it the banking system, be it health, be it nutrition, be it big pharma, whatever it might be, oh, that will make sense now. Yeah, I, I really do think um, we are approaching the so-called end times that have been written about in so many different prophecies. Yeah. But it's going to happen in a different way to which anyone thought was possible. Yeah. Um, and all this is about kind of like coming into our, our own personal awakening in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and all that, the shake-up that's happening in the world is just a, a physical representation of what's going on mentally within all of us. Yeah. And it's almost like, um, you know, just shaking off all those old habits, the old baggage that we don't need anymore. So true. You know, and it coming up is the fact that we need to address those things. Yeah, and again, we've spoken about this at length on discerning consciousness, so forgive, forgive us for repeating, but now is just the epitome of you know the as above so below the as within so without the alchemical uh symbol uh star of david symbol and that is just you know what is happening now isn't it i mean without a shadow of a doubt yeah you know the shadow is being our inner shadow is being um being demonstrated to to everyone so thank you for joining joining us for today's episode Mark. yeah it's been an interesting one this thank one. you so i just leave you all um uh, just to let you know that you can follow me on all the normal outlets so i'm on facebook twitter instagram and on youtube now for about a month sharing my covid views on my covid video diary and all the links are in the description below so if that's your kind of thing check that out and also just to promote a new hashtag mike that's gaining currency now yep. it's hashtag control that's all lowercase of course and that's control with a k so whenever you post anything you guys online uh, hopefully when you share this episode thumbs up and yeah if you could just uh liberally put the um that hashtag around that would be great so thank you all for tuning into um today's show hope you've enjoyed our exploration of the psychological aspect of social conformity so we'll speak to you again very soon bye for now mm -hmm.